Welcome, 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 and thank you for tuning in to the Zion Temple podcast under the leadership of Pastor Vince Holmes. Here at Zion Temple Community Church, we are powerfully driven to dream bigger, pray bigger, and work hard to experience the many blessings God has for our church and the community we serve. We pray these messages increase your faith to live the abundant life. Amen, amen, amen. How many of you believe that he is the great I am? The I am whatever you need him to be, as God told Moses. Moses says, Lord, who am I going to say? Sent me. And he says, tell them I am that I am has sent thee. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to hear a word from the Lord this morning. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we bless you. We thank you for the gifts that are coming for those who are participating and partnering in ministry with us and ultimately partnering with you. And then, Lord, I ask as we open your word that you might be glorified, that you might give anointing insight. I pray that you would still my heart, my mind, that I might hear from you. And God, I pray that you would use this sinful man to declare a holy word. May you be glorified in all that is said and done. And I thank you in Jesus' name. And may the people of God say, Amen, Amen, and Amen. Again, I want to thank you for coming to worship with us. For those of you who are here live, um, we thank you. For those of you who are watching by YouTube and or Facebook, I thank you for being here as well. Because you all have choices, and I thank God that you have chosen to come and to worship with us this morning. And I believe that the Lord has a word for you as you um, hear what he has to say. How many of you are ready to hear from the Lord? Just go ahead, clap your hands if you're in sanctuary. Type in the word ready if you are there online. Ready. Thank you. Amen. Amen. I am ready. This week we have, um, we are now at the, what, sixth day of our, our 14 day fast and we we thank God for as we've been fasting and praying with our journal. Again, if you want the um, journal, the uh, devotions that go along with each day, you can just put in the word fast in the comment section there, and we will send you the link of a beautifully published uh, journal with well-written articles and devotion devotionals from members of Zion Temple. I don't know about you, but I have been blessed I have been challenged. Some of them, I uh, how do I say this? I um, like but dislike them, if that makes any sense. Because they, they make me uncomfortable as I have to change some things about me. Amen? And But I thank God for them. I thank God of what he is doing. There and then continuing with that, we've been, our topic has really been the God of intimacy. Intimacy with our, our God, our families, and each other. Which you'll see happening throughout this year as God gave us that, that theme. And today I want to look a little bit more at that, at the God of intimacy as we are going to be looking at Psalms 
42, the 42nd division of Psalms. We're going to look at a familiar piece of, of scripture. Let, let's talk a little bit. Um, intimacy, how would you define intimacy? If you're in the chat, go ahead and put it there. If someone can pay attention to the chat and let me know what's going on and what they're saying there. Uh, but talk, talk to me, those of you who are here. How would you define intimacy? What is it? Closeness, okay. Vulnerability. Any anybody else? Authenticity. Okay. Anyone else? Anything coming in from the chat? Intimacy. They're a little bit behind us, so it takes a a minute. So, sorry, y'all. But with, with intimacy, intimacy, intimacy. Usually when we think of the word intimacy, for the most part, most of us go into human interaction or, and or um, relationships of intimacy. Whether um, sexual intimacy, typically we, we think in those terms of intimacy. But I'm going to challenge you to broaden your your thinking to take it outside of just the um, sexual thing of intimacy. Um, so I'm going to give sort of a, a broad definition of intimacy. Actually, no, it's really not broad. It is actually very specific. Intimacy is the process of knowing fully and being fully known. Intimacy, the process of knowing fully and being fully known. It's the, the process or the relationship that involves full disclosure. And the things that you said were all a part of intimacy. And when I think of two major factors required for intimacy uh, to occur are trust and safety. Trust and safety are required. And actually, they're, they're, they're very much intertwined and really um, boils down to, to trust because in order for someone to be intimate, to, be, to disclose fully, there must be trust. There, there must be safety. I must, in order for me to disclose to you um, who I am fully, I have to believe that it's safe for me to do so. In order for me to believe that it's safe to do so, there has to be a level of trust. That is why most of our relationships are, do not include intimacy. Very few. Think about it. On the surface, you, you meet someone, are you intimate with that person typically? You meet someone for the first time? No. Are you intimate with your coworkers that you might see every day? No, not, not really, right? Intimacy, and the reason that you aren't is because there isn't that, that, that trust. There isn't the um, safety of revealing who you are fully to be intimate with them. And so in, in um, marriage relationship, they use this idea of a triangle with two people at the base and one person at the top in talking about intimacy. And the idea 
is that as we draw closer to God and we draw closer to each other and we build this um, environment of safety in which we can be fully exposed or disclose ourselves fully and trusting, trust is built there. And as we do that, we grow more intimate with each other. And so because it requires um, trust and safety, there are very few people in whom you're going to be fully intimate with. Does that, that make sense? Right? And so, but here, here's a challenge as, as we do this. Let, let me um, back up a little bit. As we, how many of you believe that God wants an intimate relationship with you? Amen. How many of you want an intimate relationship with God? Amen. And so, if, if trust and, and, um, and safety are required, Let's look at something. First of all, I, I may have mm, the deeper or the closer the relationship, the more intimate I, I'm going to be uh, with that person. The same thing. And so how do I, I qualify for this intimacy with, with God? First of all, I want you to recognize that those who come to know Christ as Savior have the right or are called his children, sons of, of God. Um, St. John 1.12 says it this way. says, but as many... As received him, to them gave he the power um, to become the sons, even to them that believe on his name. NIV says it like this. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. And so we establish our identity for those who believe in Christ. Those who have accepted him are his children. So because we are in relationship with him, that sets the groundwork um, for the intimacy to occur. Does that, that make sense? So now you and I are in relationship with God. If we, no, notice what it says, but he gave that right to, re, to those who have received him, gave he the right. To those who have accepted um, his son, Jesus, gave he the right to become the children of God. And so the identity is established that we are the children of God, but there are some challenges that happen to dissuade us or prevent or limit our intimacy, our intimate relationship with God. The challenge is that all of those who are in relationship with God have something we call baggage. Baggage. We have baggage. Hmm, let me say that. And we, we bring this baggage into relationship, into this relationship. Now, what, why is that important that we look at the baggage that we have that we are bringing into relationship with God? Let, let me let me talk about some of that baggage. Sometimes that baggage it may be disappointments or... We, we've, been, we've been damaged or we've been broken hearted. We've been misused, abused, lied to, lied on. I, 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 got, I got baggage. You have baggage. And so we bring that baggage into this relationship or, or, or the natural. Here, here, here's why it's problematic. And 
past relationships, those of us who've been in past relationships, if you've been in past relationship with someone who's a liar or, or an abuser or someone who's failed to keep their word to you or someone who's cheated on you, and now you're in this new relationship with this new person, hmm, does anybody see where I'm going? There, there, there may be the tendency in the next or the new relationship to guard against the pain of the past relationship. And because there's this tendency to guard against the pain of the past relationship, we are unable to fully enjoy the advancements in the new relationship because everything is laced with our suspicions. Not only that, I've seen this in relationship with those who've grown up with with, um, abusive or absentee fathers. How does that relate to anything? Well, we call God, he, he, he presents himself as what? Father. So if, if I have this problem with my concept of father, I bring my concept of father to my present relationship with God, who's saying that he's my father. Well, some people have a hard time relating to God as father because my past has been either an absent father or an abusive father or, 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 or the characteristics of my own personal father. I'm now portraying them. I'm guarded against understanding and perceiving God as father. And so, when it comes to God, uh, we, we bring this, we bring baggage. How many of you got baggage? I, I, I got baggage. If you, you've got baggage, raise your hands. If you got baggage and you're listening, just type in the word baggage. Here, here's, here's the thing. I was thinking. I used to work in the, in the travel industry back, back in the day. And in those days, when we would travel, <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. My wife would pretty much have, she's looking at me like, she'd give me a side eye from the front. <laughs> my, my, my wife, or, 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 or many people, let's just say many people, when they packed their bags, would have one bag, pretty much, full of shoes. Right? Because you have to have a, a shoe for every outfit. P- pretty much, right? And it, and it was just a natural tendency. Not, not just my wife, but it was typical for most people to have a, a bag there were, it was typical for most people to travel without regards to the number of bags that they had to get on the plane. Why? Because the baggage, there was no charge. It was free. And then the industry began to change its practices and charge for its baggage. And so they reduced the number of bags that you can have. How many get? Two? Or one bag, one carry-on, or two on the plane and a carry-on, pretty much, is what they've reduced it to. Now, the challenge is, now, we all admit that we have baggage, right? The challenge is now, 
we don't want to pay the cost of all of our excess baggage. And so we approach God as if there's a challenge or a charge for bringing our excess baggage. And so we present to him only the baggage that we want him to know about because we're afraid to be fully known by God. That's our baggage, see? Being fully known is our baggage. But we don't want to be fully known because it may cost us on the initial thing to get on the flight of being fully known. But God says, I want you to bring, this is not DW, not, oh Lord, TW, this is not Delta. I, 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 I am not um, American Airlines. I invite you to bring all of your baggage without extra charge because the process that I'm going to take you to To get to your destination requires that you bring all of your baggage and it's safe on board. I got baggage. (laughs) You've got baggage. In fact, this this is what God says about your baggage and my baggage. This is what Jesus says. He he quoted uh, the prophet Isaiah in Luke 4. And I'm going to get to Psalms in just a minute. Luke 4, 18 and 19, speaking of our baggage. Jesus says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. You see, because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. Those who are without resources. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind. To set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. What is he saying? He says, I, 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 Jesus is saying, hey, I'm fulfilling the prophecy. I am here to deal with your baggage. I'm here to deal with the issues that keep you from experiencing me fully. I am here to deal with your depravity. I'm here to deal with your lack. I am here to set free, to, to deal with those the, the, the problems that you have that have caused you to be unable to relate to me. Why? Because I want to be fully known by you, and I want you to trust me to allow me to fully know you. And the trick is that he already fully knows us, but in our mindset, hello somebody, we think that we're hiding from God. David says, Lord, if I, if I, if I go to the highest heavens, you're there. If I descend to the lowest parts of the earth, you are there. You know me. Before I thought, and yet, this is what blows my mind, that God knows, knows me, fully knows me, and yet loves me. Hello somebody. Because God fully knows me, watch this, he, he not fully knows me and he loves me with, while he knows who I am, knows what I'm going to do, knows what I have done, that he fully knows me and yet he chooses to love me. But I understand that in my mind, but in my practice, I don't always walk that way. Because I got baggage. See, my baggage says that if I fully disclose myself to God, then, then, then he might reject me. That's my baggage. And that's what the enemy tells us. And God says, no, 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 no. I want to fully know you. Here's what I discovered in looking at intimacy. Intimacy, the process, intimacy, the process of fully knowing and being fully known um, actually causes us to see who we fully are. It reveals who we are. And when we understand who we really are, then we can give God all of who we are and experience even a deeper, more intimate relationship with him than what's on the surface. 
And God wants a more intimate relationship with us. And so intimacy with God has a process. I, I, I begin to realize this. And part of that process is acknowledging, deconstructing, and revealing. Acknowledging, deconstructing, and revealing, or a revelation. And during the fast, my prayer for you, or my prayer for us, is that one, that we're able to begin the journey of acknowledging our shortcomings, that we feel safe to acknowledge our hurts and our our disappointments to God and each other. Two, that we deconstruct our erroneous perceived ideology of who and what God is. The idea that that if God fully, if if I expose myself fully to God, that he somehow will withhold or somehow will, will, will not love me as deeply as I want to be loved is an erroneous view of who God is and maybe has much to do of, of what I've experienced on a human level, not with God himself. So, and three is that, that you would be able to walk in the truth of who God is and thus experiencing him more intimately or experience a more intimate relationship with him. So that brings me to Psalms 42. Let's look at this as we, we see someone struggling and, and yet experiencing intimacy. An example of someone experiencing intimacy in the time, in the presence of uncertainty. Intimacy in the presence of uncertainty. In Psalm 42, David writes this, and in his song, we, we know the song, he says, As the deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. Yours says what? As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth for you. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God. Let's stop there for a minute. As I I looked at this, I thought about this, that he says that as the deer pants, as the deer longs for the water, so my soul longeth after you. And it's a beautiful song, right? And the ideology of this cool, Lord, I long for you. But I thought about something. You know, I, 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 I thought about as the deer panteth for the water, I, my, my, I began to think a little more. I wonder if the deer had experienced something, hello, that made it thirsty, that made it long for him, that it had a need, an insatiable need for to drink from this water. And so he says, Lord, as a deer, I want this intimacy with you. I want to long for you just like the deer longs for the water. My real need is intimacy with you, God. At the end of the day, as a deer panted for the water, so my soul longs after thee. And I love this next verse. It says, my soul thirsts for God, the ruler, Elohim. My, 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 My soul thirsts for the ruler. Look at this. For the what? The living God. You got to understand this. Watch this, watch this, watch this. 
Remember, we have to constantly remember that, that, that here's the writer of David was in, in, in this polytheistic society in which they worshiped all kind of gods, but those gods had been created by people and those people were serving the gods that were created by man. But David says this, that, that my soul longs for you, my, my, my soul longs to be in relationship with you, the true God, the living God, the God who's able to meet my need because he, he's not static. He's not, he's not, uh, he's not, he's not not um, an inanimate object, but he is real, the true, the living God. And so with the ideas that many of us, we search and we search and many folks search. I hear a song, looking for love in all the wrong places. In a search for intimacy, it takes us to places that are false in their fulfilling. God says, I, I want to be fully known and to know you fully. Let me ask you, where are you searching for intimacy? Oh, we all want it. We all want it. It's, it's God's created us that way. We all want to be in safe environments where we can be fully known and to know fully. But where are we looking? I, I propose that we start with, 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 with God. David says, I, I, my soul longeth you, the living God. And then I I expect that after this declaration, right, that my soul longeth for you, my soul longeth for the living God. Where can I find you? Where can I find the, 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 the living God? I expect this deep theological response or a continuation in the going to something deep. Um, when he says, where can I go to meet God? And he, and he goes to this verse 3. He says, but my tears have been my food day and night. Wait a minute. While people say to me all day long, where is your God? Here, here's my issue. Here's my issue. If, if I, if the idea is that if we're pursuing God and we want to be fully known by God and we want God to be fully known by, we want to be fully known by God and want to fully know God as much as humanly we can, uh, um, attend to or, um, understand, then wouldn't you expect something positive to be the next thing? I mean, that's the way TV saints present it. Those are all the testimonies I hear. Right? Doesn't that make sense? But it's not what he says. He says, my, my soul longeth for you. And then he says, where can I go to find you? But he says, um, but I, I, my, my, my tears have been my food day and night. What, what's going on? Wait, I thought you were talking about intimacy and God. And now you got this. He says, my... Come on, help me, y'all, help me. What, what, what does he mean? My tears. Let's think this thing through. Let's, let's, my tears have been my food day and night. Sadness. Okay. Maybe a feeling of being alone. Okay. Come on, come on. What's going on in your life? What, 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 what? Disappointments? Have you ever been that way where it's just, come on, disappointment after disappointment? This is my tears are my food day and night. In other words, watch it. That sounds like what? Depression. I, I'm not hungry. 
All I'm doing is crying. I cry and I cry and I cry because people don't cry like that because they're happy. People cry like that because they're wounded, hurt, uh, um, disappointed, broken. Wait a minute. He says, but my soul longs for you, but yet my tears have been my food. And I'm in this situation where it is constantly my, my, my tears have been my food day and night. And then he says, that's, that's an acknowledgement. God, it ain't all perfect. So, but these things I remember. Oh, wait, wait, not only that. And the people who are saying to me, where is your God? Hello, somebody. Come on. You've been telling people about this God that you serve. And yet when they look at your life, they, 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 see, they, they see hurt. Mm, ever been there? Come on now. My, my thing was all my, my friends who weren't saved, they were doing well, got money all over the place. And they're looking at me. I'm like, oh, come on, God. I felt like David. Lord, don't you embarrass me. <laughs> I'm going to trust you, God, but don't you embarrass me. In this journey of intimacy to be fully known by God, he acknowledges, God, I want to know you, but here's my current situation. My my tears are my food day and night. That's my situation, God. But let me, he says, watch this, then he has a recollection of the truth. My current situation is that I I, I desire to know you. I'm in a situation I don't want to be in. And then he has a a recollection of truth in verse 4. He says, these things I remember as I pour out my soul. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. He's saying, watch this. In the middle of me crying out to you, in the middle of me acknowledging my hurt, in the middle of me experiencing the pain of where I am, I yet remember these things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise and and the festive um, throng. Watch this. In the middle of of, of my my disappointment, in the middle of my hurt, I I have this recollection of of how it used to be. I have this recollection of of what it's like to fully worship God. I have this recollection (laughs) of who you really are, God. In other words, I, I remember that that I am not the sum total of where I am now. Hmm. These things I remember that I pour out my soul going to the house of the Lord under the protection of the Almighty with shouts of joy and festive throne. Why, my soul, are you cast down? Why so disturbed within me? Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Truth. Identifying the truth. I long to be known by God. I long to know God. But in the middle of my longing to know God, sometimes... You may be going through some issues. And you may, but I want you to remember that it's not always going to be like this. And then he says, my soul, why, why are you cast down? I'm sorry. Why are you so disturbed with me? Put your hope in God for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Whoa, hold on. 
in this thing of intimacy, there may be some very um, hard times. Recall where you've been in the process of seeing God's favor. Remind your soul. Watch this. He says, why are you cast down? Why are you, you're, you're, he's basically saying, same you're, you're not without hope. You're not without hope. Why, why, why am I cast down? Let me go back here. Why am I so cast down? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in the ruler, the God who is, for I will praise him, my Savior and my God. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I thought he was crying. I thought he was crying. What, isn't that what he said in the first few verses? Isn't that his condition? But in this thing of intimacy, of experiencing who God fully is and being fully known by God, at the same time, he acknowledges where he is. But at the same time, because he realizes who God is, the truth of who God is, he says, I offer praise, not be, I offer praise to my, my God. You're still my God in the middle of this horrible situation. Hello, somebody. In every relationship, and and I'm going to say this, with with husbands and wives, one of the reasons that people quit because they don't have the assurance that even in the middle of this thing, from the very beginning, um, well, let me back up. Roz and I made a commitment 30 years ago that we would take divorce off the table. It wasn't an option. It wasn't an option. Now, in 30 years, do you think she's always wanted to stay with me, Mr. Wonderful? <laughs> always right? Yeah, what y'all laughing at? Huh? I'm glad we can't hear her, right? right? <laughs> y- y'all can't hear her, can you, out there? Check this out. Check this out. In 30 years, in 30 years, there, there have been times when she's wanted, I'm sure, that she's wanted to leave times. I said, with this marriage thing, I, I, I could just quit this thing. But because divorce was off the table, it gives me the assurance, it gives her the assurance that, 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 that I, I'm not going to leave her. She is not going to leave me. That it makes a commitment that however difficult it is, however long it takes, that we are going to work through this thing. That I will still, I am still her husband. She is still my wife. And with David says, God, in this difficult time, I want to know you. And although it's difficult, I have this assurance that you are still God. You are still my God. You are still in relationship with me. Hello, somebody. And so God says, even in this difficult time, or David says, even in this difficult time, Lord, My soul longs for you. Even though it's hard, I am committed to give you praise and recognize who you are even in this time of difficulty. Even in this time of difficulty. That's the word right there. That's the word to somebody. That's the word. That God wants us to know that even wherever you are, even in this difficult time, as he develops an intimate relationship with you by exposing who you are, exposing who he is, he's committed. He's committed 
to developing you into the person and the character of his son, Jesus Christ. And he's always been committed to that, so he's always made the sacrifice. I'm going to kind of go, go ahead here. And I'm getting ready to close. I hear the Holy Spirit say so that, that. That's it. Um, he's always made the sacrifice to provide to keep us in relationship with him. I'm going to go ahead because one of the, the um, devotions this week speaks of the fall of Adam and Adam hid from God because his intimacy was broken. But God made the sacrifice. It says that God went and found Adam. Adam didn't come look for God. God went and found Adam. Well, not that he was lost as far as God's concerned, but God made himself available to Adam. Adam realized he was naked. And you got to think of it. He didn't stay naked. Why? God provided a covering. God provided a covering. God made the sacrifice to provide the covering for Adam. Listen, I had so much play, but I really sense the Lord saying stop. Um, an intimate relationship with God. Intimacy. Intimacy. God wants to be fully known of you and allow you to fully know him. Intimacy, because it's difficult, because there are challenging times right now, does not mean that intimacy isn't developing. As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul panteth or longeth after you. Not false gods, not other things, but after you, Lord, the living God. The living God. The living God. I ask if you want an intimacy with God. Yes. You believe God wants intimacy with you. And then if you want intimacy with God. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Brother Shannon.
I want to challenge you to come know the God that I serve. There's no greater joy, no greater assurance than of knowing Him and His promise. Remember 1 St. John 1.12, but as many as received him, to them gave he the right, the power to become the sons and daughters of God. Today, you can become the son, the daughter of God. Just be a type in the word intimacy. And then would you pray with me right now, give you the opportunity. And so I'm going to lead you in a prayer if that's your heart's desire. You're going to repeat after me, but it's not the repetition of what you say is what you mean when you repeat it. Dear God, would you repeat if that's your heart's desire? I want to know you. I want to become the son, the daughter of God. Forgive me of sin. I got baggage. Can I bring all my baggage to you and throw it at your feet? It's too heavy can't carry it. Would you meet me there, God? Help me work through that baggage. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Here's a wonderful thing about God. He doesn't, he takes your baggage and he'll sit down with you and open it up. help you work through all the pieces that are there. I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful that God takes me and my baggage. No baggage restrictions today. I had something, a whole thing else planned, but I was just with the Lord just to stop. No baggage restrictions today no charge. He's already paid the price for you to bring all the baggage on this journey. Amen. Thank you for coming to worship with us. We pray that you continue this week as we continue the fast. Don't forget if you want the journal, just type in the word word fast. We invite you to continue to um, support the ministry here as we make a difference in the community in which we serve. You do that simply by texting the word POWER to 73256. Right where you are. Let's all stand. Uh, you know what? It heard in the introduction as you stand. In the welcome, you were invited to stand to worship right where you were. I don't know if you got that. I want to invite you to stand right now wherever you are. Unless you're driving. Right? But I want you to invite, to invite you to stand as we stand before God. And as I pray, if you can mean these words, would you say them with me or repeat them after me? God, I surrender. I give you my baggage. And I commit to stay, even though difficult to face what's in my baggage. I'll trust you because you are my God. 
And God, as the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week, and thank you again for worshiping with us. Tell somebody hello, listen to the band as they continue to play and worship, um, celebrating the skill set that God has uniquely given them. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Say hello to somebody you haven't seen.